0: From the lakeside newsroom of the Henrico Citizen, your hometown news source since 2001. This is the Henrico News Minute with publisher Tom Lapis. A lot to update you on from the Henrico School Board meeting yesterday. We'll have details in today's Henrico News Minute for Friday, November 13th, 2020. It's brought to you today by Henrico Area Mental Health and Commonwealth Catholic Charities. And now for the news. But well, despite significant increases in the number of COVID-19 cases in Henrico recently, Henrico schools officials appear confident in their plans to proceed at this point with the resumption of in-person learning beginning November 30th. The school system will not consider backing off those plans unless two core indicators established by the Virginia Department of Health simultaneously enter the higher risk or highest risk categories which is not currently the case. Those two metrics are the number of new cases per 100,000 people during a moving 14-day period and the percent positivity rate of PCR tests during that same period. Now, the former is in the highest risk category in Henrico at 212.6 cases as of yesterday, but the latter is in the moderate risk category at 5.7%. It would have to increase to 8% or higher to be considered higher risk and trigger a review by the Henrico Schools Health Committee. Henrico Schools Chief of Staff Beth Teigen, a member of that committee, said that if that happens, the committee would meet immediately to review data and also check outbreaks in the county to determine if any at long-term care facilities or other primarily isolated locations were skewing the data. The committee also would evaluate whether any spread of the virus were occurring within Henrico's Schools Health Services Supervisor Robin Gilbert told the board yesterday that none of the 67 cases identified within 42 Henrico schools to date have occurred through spread inside those schools. The board voted three weeks ago to adopt a four-phase return to in-person learning for students and families who choose it, beginning with pre-kindergarten through second grade students November 30th. Third through fifth graders would return December 7th sixth and ninth graders february first and second and then all other secondary students that same week families had until sunday to let their schools know whether they'd be coming back or continuing in virtual mode for the rest of the school year officials have spent this week following up with the thousands who did not submit responses by that time Also, during yesterday's school board meeting, the board heard details about a proposed capital improvement program for the coming fiscal year, which begins July 1st. School system officials have identified $665.6 million worth of capital project needs during the coming five fiscal years, including a proposed $100.1 million next fiscal year. The capital improvement project is funded only one year at a time, so additional years are more of a wish list at this point. Now about $62 million of that $100.1 million have no funding source at this point, and of that $62 million, about $53 million is earmarked to renovate the two existing advanced career education centers at Highland Springs and Hermitage High Schools and fund an expansion to the ACE Center at Hermitage. You may recall that in the 2016 bond referendum about 37 million dollars was set aside for the construction of a new ACE Center at Glen Allen High School. That money was applied to other school projects instead. Now officials are planning the slightly smaller expansion at Hermitage. Another bond referendum in the county is likely in the not too distant future. School officials acknowledge that it would take a referendum to provide funding for some of the projects they have planned in the future. They appear to suggest aligning several of those projects in the 2022-23 fiscal year in preparation for such a referendum. The board agreed to move up the replacement of Cuiacuson Middle School from the fiscal year 24-25 year to 23-24. That's an estimated $85.2 million project. Also at its meeting yesterday, the school board agreed to delay a proposed redistricting that could impact Queeacuson and Tuckahoe Middle Schools for one year until next fall. It will proceed with plans to redistrict Holiday Elementary School, which is doubling in size in time for next year, and several West End schools, including River's Edge and Colonial Trail. The board intends to vote on those two redistricting projects January 28th. Every 12 minutes a Virginian dies from an opioid overdose. Every 12 minutes. Opioid overdoses are on the increase in Henrico. Yes, the opioid epidemic is still impacting residents in Henrico. But you can help. To find out what you can do, Go to bouncebackhc.com That's bouncebackhc.com Knowledge is power, including learning about naloxin That's naloxin, which can temporarily reverse the toxic effects of an opioid or heroin overdose Get informed, get help, save a life Go to bouncebackhc.com That's bouncebackhc.com To equip yourself with the knowledge to help our residents and the community of Henrico County against the opioid epidemic Knowing what to do will allow you to be prepared to save a life Go to BounceBackHC.com today. That's BounceBackHC.com or call 804-727-8515. That's 804-727-8515. Directly for Substance Abuse Services. This message is sponsored by Henrico Area CSB Prevention Services. Well, first-time unemployment claims in Henrico County during the week ending November 7th were up 15%, but still relatively stable. They've hovered between 250 and 300 for each of the past four reporting weeks. Last week, the total rose to 289 from 251. Henrico has not experienced a week with more than 300 first-time filers or fewer than 191 since mid-August. The number of continuing claims in Henrico fell to just below 3,400. Those numbers largely have followed a steep decline since mid-September as the initial wave of pandemic-related filers have exhausted their claim periods. Statewide, first-time claims were down by 4.3% last week. Douglas Freeman High School has a new nickname and a new mascot. The school will be known as the Mavericks. School principal John Marshall announced the new name along with a logo and a message yesterday to students and families as well as staff members. The choice was the overwhelming favorite of respondents in a survey of four options. The others were Pioneers, Trailblazers, and United. Marshall noted that the nickname describes the school's independent spirit and is consistent with its core values of excellence, pride, intensity, family diversity, and tradition. In August, the school had announced that it would be retiring its Rebels nickname. A little confusion on Thursday from Republican Nick Freitas, who challenged incumbent Democratic Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger for the 7th District seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. Freitas issued an apparent concession Thursday afternoon then later clarified to say that he was not, in fact, conceding the race. Spanberger claimed victory last week, and the Associated Press called the race for her on Sunday. Vote totals show her having won by about 8,300 votes out of more than 453,000 cast in the race. Initially, Freitas wrote, quote, There have been many irregularities this cycle, and unfortunately we will probably not have access to all of the data we need for some months. The practical result is that the outcome of the election will probably not change here in the 7th, end quote. In his message, he suggested that supporters should not stop investigating to ensure the integrity of the election, though he didn't provide any specifics about what he meant. He encouraged his supporters to donate to the Georgia Battleground Fund, which is raising money to support that state's two incumbent Republican senators, both of whom are facing runoff elections in January. Later, he clarified his message saying that he would not concede, but instead would fight to investigate the results of the race with his own money rather than asking supporters to contribute to the efforts. There's been no evidence of fraud in the election. Eighth graders in Henrico County will be able to apply to the county's high school specialty centers beginning on Monday. The application process is open through January 15th virtual open houses about each center continue next week through early december to spotlight the various opportunities they offer you can visit enricoschoolsus backslash specialty dash centers and click the open house schedule tab to attend the open houses those links will be available the days of each event next week online sessions will be held november 17th and 18th at 5 and 7 p.m. Yesterday, for the seventh time this month already, Henrico County reported 50 or more new COVID-19 cases. Yesterday's count was 51, along with four new hospitalizations related to the virus. The county's seven-day positivity percentage also continued to climb. It went to 6.3% as of November 8th, up from 5.9% the previous day. Today's Enrico News Minute has been brought to you by Commonwealth Catholic Charities. Change the world for a teen who needs you. Become a foster parent. Learn about Commonwealth Catholic Charities' international foster care program today. Call 804-545-5949 or visit cccofva.org to learn more.